and welcome to the 2019 National Rifle League Mid-Season Report. My name is Tyler Frainer, Director of Match Operations, and with me is Travis Ishida, President of the National Rifle League. What are we going to be discussing today? Well, we're going to have an interesting show talking about all the matches that have occurred so far in the 2019 season. Then we're going to talk briefly about the new scoring system and then how it's affected the competitors, and we're going to review the top five uh, scores. After that, we're going to talk about the six remaining matches and the championship event. We're also going to be discussing safety, sportsmanship, and finally, we're going to talk about some exciting news from our sponsors. So to begin our first segment, we're going to be talking about our matches that occurred so far in the 2019 season. To begin with, we had in February in Arizona the Axis Works Long Range Challenge. That was put on by match directors Christopher Tressler and Rusty Ulmer. Yep. Really dynamic, good team who did a really good job for the National Rifle League. Has become one of our flagship events. Both of these gentlemen have contributed both with their match directing skills, but also have been instrumental in creating some good changes with our rules this year. So let's talk about that match. Uh, what about that rain? That rain was intense. I mean, it rained so hard at Big Sandy that it actually created a flood down one of their, their channels where you have to cross in order to get to the match. And because of that, it created some logistical nightmares. Logistical nightmares, but again, this is precision rifle. We have a bunch of talented people. We have a bunch of giving people. And we had people rushing to our aid to try to figure out a solution to keep the match going. Uh, shout out to Beard Owens, who brought up his deuce and a half to try to ford the river, which would have worked, but would have taken some time, and ultimately we found an alternative path. But an excellent shoot, extremely, extremely interesting course of fire. Um, in my, uh, what, seven years, eight years of shooting now, this is the first course of fire where I, where I was able to shoot on one course of fire in, in all three directions. We shot north, we shot west, we shot south. The only thing we didn't do is shoot east. Really interesting course of fire had us dealing with three different wind connect, uh, conditions was a lot of fun. And then also another course of fire that was extremely interesting was a blind stage that's been copied a lot this season already. You, you witnessed both most of that with your filming. You want to tell us about that blind stage? So that blind stage was a ton of fun. Uh, I believe Regina and Tim uh, Milkoviches were both running that stage. And it consisted of a bunch of different props where competitors had to go up and figure out how to build these props to shoot over a predetermined line. You couldn't shoot under it, you had to shoot over it, and you had to build a prop, a shooting platform, whatever you could to get high enough and stable enough to engage and hit those targets. We saw a ton of different things, some things that were just complete, completely comical, and some guys that were just a stroke of genius that just made a ton of sense. But it was definitely a fun stage to see how everybody would uh, conquer that obstacle. And you know match directors have really come up with a true, unique, challenging individual course of fire when in only one season we've seen it, seen it mimicked by at least three other shoots. So yes. hats off to you gentlemen. Appreciate everything that you do for us every year. So that was Arizona. Next, after Arizona, we traveled out to Texas. This was our first time in Texas. We're at the Rifles Only Match, uh, hosted by Jacob and Lisa Bynum. 
And these two are, are legends in the sport. So the fact of us being able to get them to be a part of the NRL this year and go down there and check out that Southern Texas hospitality was truly awesome. Um, you know, we, we drove all the way out there from California. We got to their facility, and their facility is top-notch. It's beautiful. I mean, they have everything from, obviously, a shooting range to a landing strip for their airplane to a on-site distillery for their, uh, their room. And it was just a ton of fun. Great people. We met a lot of people that we hadn't previously met in the past couple of years in the NRL. So it was a, a great time. Course of Fire, very unique. Jacob always has some very unique stages. Um, this year he did drop the pistol because he wanted to keep it truly just a rifle match, being his first time with the NRL. We appreciate that. Um, but he did bring back his helicopter. Uh, his helicopter stage, we weren't flying in it. It was a, a disassembled helicopter uh, proper. He had to shoot from inside, uh, I guess, the, the main cabin doors. I don't know really the parts of a helicopter, but it was a ton of fun. One of the stages that I really liked, I forget the name of it, but it was the, the rope and dope, I think, stage where shooters had to shoot through a 550 cord that was tied to uh, a fence. And that created a lot of challenges for a lot of people because there's several different ways to attack it. But it was a ton of fun. Uh, Jacob and his team were super hospitable. Uh, Morgan Lampert, we, you know, won his first NRL match there. It was great. I had no idea who he was, and I was just ecstatic that uh, that somebody new to the NRL went home with a big W at, at Rifles only because that was a fun match. Very cool. So Very cool. Sad that I had to miss this match this year. I've already made it to five, which uh, is pretty good when you, when you have a full-time job as a fire captain, but I, I really love the, the Vinums. I think, you know... Uh, Anybody that knows anything about precision rifle shooting knows that the Bynums have been instrumental in setting up this sport. We appreciate and feel a huge uh, credit that you're a part of our organization. Thank you, Jacob and Lisa. Yes, absolutely. All right, so next after that, we had the Bighorn. All right, so the Bighorn Steel Challenge was exactly that. It was a challenge. This was our second year back to Nebraska, and this was... I want to say it was a ton of fun because it was a ton of fun, but at the same time, it was a miserable ton of fun. <laughs> and only if you were there would you understand that. And what I'm referring to is the weather. The weather made it so miserable for us California kids that we were up there layered upon layered upon layered. And even some of the guys out there were, you know, just uh, amazed at how cold it was still at that time. The ground was frozen. There was snow. There was ice. There was mud. There was slush. The sun broke through, um, and that's just the weather. The course of fire was a ton of fun. It was challenging, a, a true field style match. Probably one of my favorite stages that uh, we were able to watch was a tree stage where you had five, I believe it was four or five different shooting positions, and you had to conquer those. Um, you know, and you went from high to low to high to low, um, and it was just a ton of fun seeing how different people from different parts of the US attacked that stage because it can be done in several different ways um, and it was awesome. There was also a good group of young guns there. We had uh, I think four, three or four young guns, maybe more that were there um, and they all shot phenomenally well and did a great job. So I was super proud of our young guns at that match. So the next shoot we had was in March, the Gem State Standoff brought to us by Nate Lauerman and Seth Howard. Uh, this is a, a, a really special match to the National Rifle League. Uh, these guys put on our, our inaugural shoot in 2017. 
Um, we, we liked it so much. We asked them to be the championship match in 2018. Uh, it's just it's just a special place for us, a special course of fire in a beautiful location. Uh, you know, from a competitor standpoint, I would like to call this a field match. But really, truly, it is not a field match. It's kind of a barricade match. It's a little bit of both. But it's not a barricade match because it's a field match. <laughs> right? and you're shooting you go back and boulders. Forth. There is some man-made barricades, but you're almost never shooting off of your belly because they have such an interesting course of fire. Shooting in that canyonous bowl in, on day one and then at the bottom of the bowl on day two, it's just a unique experience that's difficult to classify. Uh, again, uh, these gentlemen have just, and the ROs at that, at that match as well, have really just set the tone for what, what our traditions for the National Rifle right. League has been. Um, hats off to them again another fantastic uh, show put on by the boys in Idaho and and we really appreciate you guys and this was actually Seth Howard's first time co-match directing with Nate and I think Seth did a phenomenal job um, I believe it was his brother-in-law or brother or something of that nature is a family member someone close to him that came out uh, for the match and catered the match great food great atmosphere always a ton of fun the Course of Fire, if you guys haven't shot this match, this needs to be one of the matches that you guys attend. If you can't do any other match, this is one that I think you guys would truly enjoy just because of its uniqueness and its heritage to us. Yeah, and I, I like Seth. Seth's a good guy. He seems to be able to rapidly put together a bunch of different facial hairstyles, which I'm very envious of. And also, he's got mad jokes. Um, while wearing my uh, tactical Elmer Fudd outfit, he said that I probably was really attractive to lesbians in Subarus, which I think is cool. <laughs> and if you would have saw him, he actually came up to me at uh, the last match I saw him at. I can't remember what it was. I apologize. He came up to me, shook my hand, said hello. And I was like, hey, what's up? And I knew I recognized him, but I didn't know where he where from because he shaved his damn face. He's got a baby <laughs> face now. So I didn't hear him. He's all, it's Seth, bro. I was like, what? He's all, I was like, oh, my God, bro. Tricks, so, game, beautiful man, beautiful match. Yes. Next up on the docket in April, Silent Night in Oklahoma, put on by Justin Watts. Justin Watts has proved himself to not only be a top-level MD, but also a top-level shooter. Yes. Uh, is performing at extremely high levels. Now, if you've not had the, uh, the experience of shooting a night match before, I highly recommend it. Um, in Sin City Precision, uh, we actually put on an annual night match. I believe that you attended one. Two. I Two. missed that night match. Two. <laughs> Brittany actually kicked half of the squad or half the matches, but the last time we shot it. That's right. It's she, a, it's she dominated. A, shooting at night is a good time, and Justin Watts and team has put on uh, one hell of a good show at Foul, Foul Bore Precision. We're, we're lucky and fortunate to have them and the Okies on board with us. Uh, the other thing about that match, a uh, suppressed match. Suppressed, yes. So, I mean, for me as a competitor, very nice to be able to not worry about shoot, uh, hearing protection, uh, be able to have conversations without, you know, not realizing that you're yelling at each other. I can only imagine that it creates something interesting for you being on the filming portion of it. So the filming portion of this year was really unique because last year I was able to actually compete in that match and I had a ton of fun. This year I was behind the camera with my crew. Uh, it was a very, very challenging match to film because last year, the season that we shot it in, we had a full moon. This year, we didn't have a full moon, which made not only the match more challenging because it was a little bit darker, it was a little bit harder to see some of those targets, but from a filming perspective, 
less light, harder to film, harder to take pictures. So it created unique challenges. What I really liked about the match this year was seeing it from our perspective. You know, last year I saw it as a competitor's perspective and I had a ton of fun. I had some experience shooting the Sin City matches as you previously mentioned, but from a viewer or a, uh, a guest's perspective, so to speak, it was a lot of fun because I was able to see how some of the top shooters in the nation attacked a night course. Because to me, it's different than a regular day, you know, day match. Well, you didn't probably pick up anything from my shooting because I did terrible at that match, but I still had a good time. <laughs> hey, next up in May, we had the JC Steel Target Challenge put on by Caracal and Jake Vibbert. Jake Vibbert, ah, geez, I mean, with the exception of maybe Jacob and Lisa Bynum is, at this point, probably the most experienced match director in the entire country. I'd have to agree with that. He puts on a ton of great matches throughout the year, uh, club-level matches, uh, small-day matches, and national-level matches for both companies. Yeah. Uh, just a, a good guy, good company, J.C. Steele. Uh, I'm going to try to limit how much time I spend talking about the helicopter stage because <laughs> I was almost done after the helicopter stage. I had, I had the time of my life and, and almost was just ready to go home because I was on cloud nine. Uh, helicopter picked you up, you got to fly down a canyon, and 30 rounds out of that Caracal 223 uh, with ammunition sponsored by Swannies. Yes. Oh, man. And, I mean, I was grinning from ear to ear. My face hurt after that. Excellent time shooting out of that helicopter. Uh, after that, man, the course of fire was solid. Two excellent shooting locations. That, that offered uh, an extreme variety in, in wind conditions, in hill conditions, in terrain, uh, as well as the different courses of fire that Jake was able to, to come up with. Uh, and and just, just what, a, what a tremendous match. So Jake always tries to st you know, do one up to himself, right? He's always pushing that bar. The helicopter's been great, and I think that's a staple of that match. Uh, Caracal and, and Swainies, they did an awesome job supporting that portion of the match. What I really liked watching was actually on day day half of one, you know, when the re registration sign-in day, he actually ran one course of fire where you actually pretty much had an obstacle course yeah. of, it was like five or six different places that you had to run and stop and you had to run down no, a it was, ravine and it up. Was, and it was 20, 20 courses of fire. Was it 20? I think it was 20. Oh, I, I stopped. I stopped running after eight. I was like, I was like, I'm out of breath. Eight is good enough for me to fill. Well, okay, it was 20 <laughs> shots, 10, 10 different props. Um, yeah, I think they said it was a half mile of running with a canyon in the middle. Uh, they gave you 30 seconds in between shooters because they did. They if you if you caught them, passed them, that's fine. Um, the guy behind in front of me was kind of dogging it a little bit. They gave him a two minute head start. They gave the shooter after me, who was Janae Frainer, a 15 second lag behind me because they thought she was going to catch and pass me. Ain't no way in hell that was happening. <laughs> so I may not have shot very well, but I'm telling you right now, I trucked it past my lung capacity because I was not about to live that down. Uh, another thing about the JC Steel Challenge, apparently, apparently there is a new trend going on in Washington. It's what, a stink bug, stink bug eating competition. The, the stink bug, yes, stink bug I heard about this. Yep. I believe Darren Tone it was, I missed it, last year ate a stink bug, swear to you. They have some kind of genetic modifications going on in Washington. Uh, Josh Clough backed it up this year after you challenged him for $500, ate a stink, stink bug, swear to you, was this damn big. 
Well, I mean, it all started because Josh said, well, I would do that for 500 bucks. You know, if anybody knows Clough, you know, he kind of throws those out there. So we literally made him eat his words. <laughs> all right. So next up, we have the Prairie Rock shootout with Lee Anderson, Quentin Wagner, and Luke Schneider. Uh, this was our first time at this match. And this trio of guys, um, they approached us last year at the... Um, at our Wyoming match, the Gunworks match, and said, hey, we want to throw an NRL match, and we could not be, ha be happier with them. They threw a phenomenal match. The terrain out there where they're at in, in western Nebraska, uh, I believe it's western Nebraska, was just absolutely beautiful, completely different from the other half of the state. Uh, and this was the first year in the past couple of years that they actually had good weather. The weather held out very well. Uh, we were able to complete both days, of course, as a fire. One of the best things that I, I loved about this match was Lee Anderson, uh, you know, one of the main match directors. Uh, he's also a pyro pyrotechnic, pyrotechnician. Really? Yeah, he's got his licenses and everything. And so <laughs> what he did this year at the match, at the, during the opening ceremony, is he actually launched fireworks. So That's he rad. gave us a, a cool fireworks show to start off and kick off the match, and it was a ton of fun. Now, not only was that great, but the course of fire was stunning. I didn't know that they had terrain like this where, you know, out there. It was just beautiful cliffs, beautiful, everything was just beautiful. The sky, the weather, everything worked out. And we had competitors from all over the place that showed up for this. Uh, it was a ton of fun. The course of fire was challenging. Um, you shot off of natural terrain. It was a field style match. Um, you shot off fence posts. You shot off of a ton of a different uh you shot off a ton of different obstacles that were just a lot of fun it's one of those matches that we filmed i didn't ha have the opportunity to shoot but i hope next year when we go back i will have the opportunity to shoot that match you know this year when when uh when we took that match on rather la legendary match formerly known as battle of the breakneck um, i've always heard tremendous things about that match so honored that we were able to get them as part of the the docket this year and it was one match that I said I was going to have to go to, and then guess what? Didn't happen. Next you know, year. Next year. Next Maybe year. next year I can shoot it and you can film? Yeah, if you want the film to turn out really bad. <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right. All right. Next up, the Vortex Rampage. Mr. Jim C. All right. So this was a very cool match. Uh, Jim C. put this on out in Iowa. Uh, Jim is known for having really, really good courses of fire. Uh, again, this was on a, uh, a ranch farm type deal. So open, open lanes, uh, very technical course of fire. It was a lot of fun. Uh, again, a lot of young guns out at this match. His son was able to shoot this match as well. Uh, I can't say enough about the people out there. Great food. Um, the co competitors were super friendly. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those matches that... You know, besides Jim, so anybody that knows Jim, he's not tech savvy. So besides the technical issues with uh, practice score and getting things, you know, getting him trans over to technology, I don't know what he could have done better to make this match go any smoother or any different. And the crazy thing about this is, for the most part, Jim does this all by himself. There's mm -hmm. no co-match director. He has a great staff of ROs. The ROs were really cool and professional, uh, but I mean, this was, I mean, a one-man show minus, you know, our little bit of help with 
running practice score and getting that set up, he did it all himself. Yeah, pretty cool. Jim C's a good guy. Uh, I've known him for a long time. I think the first time I hung out with Jim C was at a championship match in 2012. We were both stuck at an airport, met his wife. Uh, just a, a, a super nice guy, super yes. good shooter. Uh, and, and it's really evidenced with, uh, with us bringing on the Border Wars this year and, yep. and the, the competitors and the match directors in that region that believe in Jim C., and, and it's because of the man that he is, and we're fortunate to have him be a part of our team. Uh, next up was Dog Valley Precision Challenge put on by Cole Kornberg. Uh, again, another third-year match. Again, solid shooting uh, match from, from Cole Kornberg. Uh, has, has, again, become one of our flagship events. Cole does a fantastic job. Uh, he's pushing the envelope. He's coming up with new ideas. He does a good job. He does. Uh, I like Cole. I like Cole's event. I like I like the range officers that, that they bring in Utah. And Utah, by the way, has just really grown. I mean, not three, four years ago, there was not very many precision rifle shooters in Utah. And now I think that it's one of the largest shooting bases in the entire United States. It is. And talented shooters as well. It is. So and that's not only in centerfire, but in rimfire. Oh yeah, rimfire, NRL twenty-two. Oh the my best God. of the best of the who's of the who's are from just that little valley, the Provo Valley. Yep, it's but. it's insane. And we actually had a couple of the twenty-two guys transfer over. Uh, Jim Cannon, for instance, mm-hmm. this was his first national level two-day match. If I'm if I'm correct, I believe that was, that's so. Um, and he did that because of how much fun he was having in the NRL twenty-two. Yeah, that's pretty he cool. wanted to experience something else. Uh, good shooter, good competitor. Uh, good, great match, great event. You know, I got to talk a little bit about the uh, the community get together uh, with Cole Kornberg. First off, I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. We had uh, we had a get together at the uh, at the RV park, which was in a beautiful location. Yep. Um, we had a bunch of games going on. We had a bunch of drinking going on. We had a bunch of good times going on. But in Las Vegas, they have something. It's called a bad beat. It's when you play cards. You, put, you get a hell of a hand, you play it, you put your heart and soul into that hand, and you get beat. It Last happens. two years in a row, Cole, I got, I got a bad beat in the karaoke contest. I was looking for year three. I was looking for my winnings. I was looking for that 200 bucks. Then you got per- jerked out from underneath it. So I know it's not your fault. I'm never going to forget it, though. Well, sometimes, you know, we're better off just where we are. What's next? Next, after that, we ended up in New Mexico. And New Mexico was our last match before we started filming this. Uh, Dusty Brickster, Scotty Freeline, those guys uh, did a phenomenal job. The facility was drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, All-natural terrain. Uh, You went from forest and rocks one day to more canyon rocks the second day. Uh, It made filming and photography a little bit difficult because shooting positions were in such rugged terrain that besides the shooter and the RO, you couldn't really fit much more in there to be able to film and get great footage. But Nick, our guy behind the camera and editor, I'm sure he's going to make something happen and it's going to be phenomenal. Besides that, uh, besides that, they did a standout job. Uh, food was great. Uh, first day, second day, the food was great. Award ceremony was actually held at a winery, which was phenomenal. Uh, and some of the best ROs, arguably the best ROs at a match to date. And the reason I say that is those New Mexico boys, I mean, they can they can see things that I don't even think were there. Mm. I mean, it's just they're 
their ability to spot and their ability to make calls and their no BS attitude of, of making sure that all the rules and safety and everything is followed was spot on. So it was a terrific match. Um, because it was at a winery, I was lucky enough to bring a, a nice little present home for my wife, a little couple of bottles of wine. So that was an added bonus since I didn't get to see her most of the month. Um, but it was definitely a match I look forward to seeing again next year. Fantastic. So that's the matches that we've had. And I know what you guys are all thinking. You're all thinking that our math is really poor. 16 regular season matches, 17th being a championship match. And what are we doing right now? The mid-season report. Guess what? Once again, it was a busy June. We're 10 matches down. We got six remaining. Yes, we do. But we're a little bit behind schedule, but we had to put this show on because it was really high, highly regarded last year. What's next? Let's talk about scoring. There's, there's two types of scoring, two, two mainline kinds of scoring in precision rifle. To start with is percentage-based scoring, meaning the first place shooter's points. You take your points, you divide it by the first place shooter's points. Now, has been a good scoring system for a long time. Unfortunately, uh, we've seen trends in some shoots, fortunately no NRL shoots, trends that people show up and almost everybody walks away with 90 points. Right. And what it did, in our opinion, is, is it really kind of degraded the competitive nature in precision rifle shooting. However, uh, out west here, we got heavy winds, and we have a couple of freaks of nature. We do. We have John Pinch. We got Jake Vibbert. We got Nick Gadarzy. We got the Dallins, and on and on and on. And the flip side of percentage scoring is, is oftentimes we would see the winner and then only one or two shooters with 90% points, some in the 80s, a whole bunch in the 70s and 60s. So it's a good scoring system because it rewards excellence. And ultimately, we're competitors and we appreciate excellence. But it can be either manipulated or by these freaks of nature can make a shoot almost inconsequential when it comes to series points. Correct. Has been a long-standing issue of debate. VUFAM, as of, uh, I don't know what, 2014, proposed an alternative uh, scoring system known as placement scoring. Long and the short, first place gets maximum amount of points, second place gets a percentage lower than that, equal to the rest of the shooters, and last place gets zero points. Right. Lots of racing, lots of shooting uh, sports use placement type scoring. Uh, no too happy medium between the two. It's something that has been talked about for years. Uh, we debated it all three years of our existence. Yes, we did. Our board of directors made up of our match directors all talked about it in great length for at least a month. Ultimately, Rusty Ulmer came up with the first time I had ever heard about it of using both systems. Percentage and placement. Marion. It, it So far, it seems like it has really accomplished the goals which we needed. It has leveled out the points. Uh, nobody walks away with points, leaving the rest of the top five, top ten with very few points. Has gotten rid of that, that slump in the 60s and has really evened out the points in, in, a, in a really beneficial way. Ultimately, it seems to be working. However, this is the National Rifle League. We listen to our board of directors. Our board of directors are our match directors. Our match directors listen to their shooters. Yes, sir. At the end of the year, we'll see ultimately if it has achieved all the goals that we think it has. And so far, 
after looking at the scoring, it really appears that it has. But again, we are an evolving sport. We are an evolving league, and we listen to our, our board of directors who ultimately listen to their shooters. So we'll see how it shapes out for 2020. But so far for, through these first 10, I think this new system of scoring has worked out quite well. I, I agree. If you're not familiar with how the system uh, it, uh, works out, if you look at any one of our newsletters that are put out every month by our own beautiful Brittany Weldon, you'll see a breakdown of how the system works and you'll understand it. Just so that we're clear, each regular season shoot, the maximum number of points you can get is 100 points. The championship match, the big show, is worth 200 points. That means there's a maximum number of points of 500 at the end of the year, and that's what we're all competing for. Yes, sir. So without further ado, let's talk about how these points have shaked out and who's in the lead. Let's go. All right. So surprising. This is a huge, huge... Um, not upset by any means. Uh, it, it's a pleasant surprise. We have in first place Mr. Nick Godarzy. Uh, Nick has been a very, very uh, big competitive shooter for the past several years. Uh, he shot some NRL the first year. Last year, he kind of focused on team matches. Came back this year uh, to start shooting more and more NRL. And he took his first national title as an NRL member this year. Yeah, very. So congratulations, Nick, that's huge. It's, it's really difficult to not truly like and appreciate Nick Gadarzi. He's just a super nice guy. But the only people that really don't like Nick Gadarzi are those jerks up there in Idaho who tried to drop a boulder on him, <laughs> right? Uh, again, top, uh, top shooter right now, Nick Gadarzi, two wins, that's 200 points plus a 95.51 for a total of 295.51 points. Following closely behind, John Pinch, one win, two high finishes for 294.16 points, just over one percentage point behind Nick Darcy. John recently has made a few changes, uh, new scopes, some other new, uh, new things that he's trying on and working out at. And it seems like it's working well for him. Uh, the guy's been shooting terrific over the past couple of matches that we've seen him at. Uh, he's been a little bit quiet this past couple of months uh, because this is his busy time for work. Mm -hmm. um, but he's going to come back strong. But even right now, he's sitting in second place with the, the three matches that he's competed in. There's no doubt that he's going to come to that championship and just rock. Yep. Defending champion, John Pinch. Second place, 294.16 points. Third place... Oki shooter, Tate Streeter, he is just under two and a half points behind at 291.40 points. Tate Streeter out of Oklahoma. Okay, so Tate is, he's a phenomenon. He's, he's another Jake Vibber, he's another John Pinch. He's, he's one of those guys that he comes out every time I've seen him shoot, regardless of, well, not regardless of the weather, but for the most part, he's out there in shorts and a t-shirt with a big smile on his face. And he just goes out there, and he is consistent. He's always having a good time. And right now, there's probably some people that are upset at him. Because he took first place in New Mexico, which is the last match before the filming of this, he knocked a couple people a few spots down. Oh, yeah. So he, he is definitely a contender. Uh, his first time shooting NRL for serious competitive points. Uh, he shot a couple matches at last year just for fun, and now he's chasing after that title. So you, you top shooters, you top 20 shooters, top 10 shooters going after that, uh, 
that big cash prize at the end of the year. Tate's coming. Tate's coming. Tater, from me to you, man. Uh, my wife's rifle went down. I didn't attend that match. You hooked her up with a rifle. You hooked her up with ammo. I appreciate you, dude. Very much. Good, dude. Thank you. Uh, fourth place, competitive shooter for as long as I can dang near remember, Jake Vibbert out of Washington. Uh, Jake Vibbert, just not even one point behind Tate Streeter, 290.55 points for Jake Vibbert. So Jake Vibbert this year has been shooting well. Um, I know that his extracurricular activities, you know, his new business uh, venture with John Pinch and all that stuff is, is taking off and that's doing very well. That may be distracting him a little bit. It may be motivating him a little bit. Um, he is shooting very well. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, better than 90, you know, 95% of us. I mean, he's in the top five. But I think he's going to come back the second half of the season with some vengeance and really kick it into the next year. Well, I mean, again, we're, we're talking about the matter of five points. 295.51 points for Nick Godarzi. Fourth place, Jake Vibbert, 290.55. I mean, that's the difference between getting, you know, instead of third place, a second place at one shoot. I mean, these guys are out for blood. They're talented. The depth of field, I think this year we've had more, more different first-time winners than, than we before. ever have. It's yeah. been fantastic. Speaking of first-time winners, uh, but really a winner in my heart, Paul Dallin. Paul Dallin out of Utah won his first matchup in Idaho. I've never seen a room full of people that were more excited to see a guy win, and it's just because he's such a damn nice guy. Good for you, Paul. We're all stoked for you. Absolutely, Paul. You're, you're a phenomenal competitor. It's always a great time watching you shoot. We're totally happy for you. I hope to see you up on that podium again, and hopefully, you know, who knows, maybe you take that top spot in Nationals. So just behind, just behind Paul Dallin, Morgan Lampert out of Texas with 287.78 points, followed closely by another Morgan, but he spells his name Morgan, or at least his parents did. Right. King out of Utah, 285.25 points. After that, Brett Barnes out of South Dakota, 283.06 points, followed by Logan Wallace out of Washington, 282.77 points. Uh, rounding out the top 10, my boy. Philip Balejo, way to go, Marine, at 279.75 points. Solid, solid top 10 going into this halfway through the year. I mean, there's a ton of matches left, so it's still anyone's game. A lot of these guys have only shot, you know, their three matches. Uh, so they can easily talk, take their lowest score and get rid of it by doing even better at these next six upcoming matches. So it could be anyone's game. That's right. Let's talk about the ladies. Ladies. Right now, with a commanding lead, Ray Hong out of Nevada, 223.10 points. Following her up, possibly the best kisser in the National Rifle League, at least that I'm aware of, is Janae Frainer, also out of Las Vegas, Nevada. 191.06 points. Followed by Stacy Hesser out of Oklahoma, 170.44 points. Fourth place in ladies, Killy Lily out of Washington, 102.45 points. And rounding out the top five, Regina Milkovich out of Arizona with 85.83 points. That, that's not very many points for, for Regina. 
Oh, that was only one match she shot, though. One match. So all of these ladies have been competing very well throughout this season. Regina is going to be shooting, we know for sure, the heat stroke because she's flying out with your wife. Um, I'm not sure what her third match is going to be. Some speculate California, but who knows? Either way, all of these ladies have been shooting phenomenally well, and it's going to be a great shoot-off at this championship. Remember, ladies, we're only taking the top five ladies to the championship, correct? That is correct. And Unless they, they qualify by other points. Unless they qualify on their own regular season points, right? That's correct. Um, also, the same thing with our young guns. Yep. The My favorite, my favorite class, young guns. The reason why we started the National Rifle League, one of them, is the young gun class. Fantastic participation this year in the young guns. I'd like to think it's because of our efforts through NRL 22, but this is definitely our highest year of participation with the Young Guns. Let's talk about the top five. Let's do First it. off, Carson Rutherford, my boy, from Oklahoma, 166.82 points. That's only two matches. And, well, it's only two matches, and he's taking money from you. Both yeah, matches. Not only, not only is he earning points, but he's earning some, some side money as well. Yeah. This kid is phenomenal. He's doing a great job. Great family, great folks. Uh, I'm super excited for him. He's smart. He's fierce. He's a good-looking kid, too. Hell yeah, Carson. But we, it is worth notable mentioning real quick. This is his last year as a young gun. Yeah, he's kicked out. He's kicked out. Next but year he's going to be regular open. Two shoots. And going to college. Two shoots, 166.82 points. Solid. Third shoot. I mean, geez, he's, he's right in there for the open. Yep. So good for you, Carson. Okay, after that, we got Colden Cloud. The kid's pretty cool, man. Colden is badass. He's awesome. 128.56 points, followed by Michael Kane's kid, Hayden Kane out of South Dakota, 99.39 points, followed by Ashton Glasscock out of Texas. My wife just shot with her, said she's just a fantastic young woman, 79.40 points. Rounding out the top five is going to be Jake Millard out of Idaho, 57.42 points. All great kids. This year we've had more kids in the NRL than we have in the past. And like Ty said, that's phenomenal. We hope to keep this class continuing to grow. Next year, like we said, Carson's moving up to uh, the regular open class. He's going to be competing with the big boys, which in New Mexico, he took 15th overall. Yeah. So this kid has no problem staying up top with this, uh, with the guys and gals in open divisions. Uh, but these young, you know, young shooters, these young guns, uh, are our future, and we can't uh, can't say enough about how excited we are to have them part of the NRL, NRL 22, and NRL Border Wars. You guys rock. You want to make the future better? Take a kid out shooting. There you go. All right. Okay, Ty, so what? We have six matches left? That's correct. We have six regular season matches left. Six regular season matches with the NRL championship in December. So we have a few months left of excitement and then the championship. Where do we start off? What's what's next? We just finished New Mexico. What's up next? So what's next is the third year in a row, the Mile High Shootout put on by Robert Quigley. July 13th and 14th, sold out match. Everybody's always happy with the work that, uh, that Quigley does. Uh, I know the competitors are really looking forward to that match. That match has always been a ton of fun. It is going to be hot, so dress accordingly and come out and be ready to have a good time. Speaking of hot, next shoot up, Heat Stroke Open July 20th and 21st, put on by legendary match directors BJ Bailey and Matt Clem. I don't think the Heat Stroke ever fills up. They can take like an infinite another number of shooters. So, spots remaining. Let's go. After that, we're headed to South Dakota. This match is 
sold out. Michael Caine uh, has a huge following, August 16th and 17th in South Dakota. So this was a match that was previously scheduled earlier in the year, and they had to switch the match because of Acts of God. I mean, they just... Horrible weather out there, uh, rained out the match, so we, we switched it up. We moved it to August. This match I was sold out originally. Four or five people dropped out because of the, the logistics and the change of dates. Uh, but we had several people on the wait list, so again, sold out match. Can't wait. South Dakota is supposed to be a phenomenal area to shoot, so excited to get up there. Absolutely. Okay, guys, and after that, we have the Rock Lake Steel Challenge presented by Defiance Machine August 30th through September 1st. Put on by the one and only Mr. Doug Glorfield. Registration is currently open for that match, and it's going to take place up in the Pacific Northwest in the St. John, Washington area. His match will take place over two different shooting areas. Uh, one a little bit more positional, the other one a field-style match. Uh, it's going to be terrific. I cannot wait. Moving on up to the top of the country in Wyoming, Monster Lake Mayhem put on by... Philip Vallejo, that's going to be September 27th and 28th. It's going to be a phenomenal course of fire. I've been talking with Philip and their team about it for months now. They're super excited. And this match is currently open um, at the time of this video if it's not already sold out. So if you can make it, I suggest you do. Excellent. Last regular season shoot, West Coast Showdown in California. Knows all no about it. About it. Mm -hmm. told you I was good at singing. I told you I was good at singing. <laughs> October 19th and 20th, put on by Scott Satterley and George Ortiz. George Ortiz got third place. He got third place third in Texas. Third place in Texas. Yep. What a badass. Honorable mention. Honorable mention needs to go out to Adam Vaught, Ryan Castle. Uh, Rock Castle shooting facility, unfortunately, went out of business, was foreclosed upon. Um, those guys were really looking forward to putting on an excellent match for us. Sorry to the people who uh, got refunded their match fees. Yep. With that being said, all that's going to lead us up to the 2019 NRL Championship, December 6th through 8th, put on by Dave Ferguson and Prentice Wink. That Prentice Wink, he's something else, that guy. <laughs> Good-looking man, solid dancer, got jokes for days. Navasota, Texas. Navasota, Texas. So what's unique about this match this year is not only is it our first time to have a national championship in Texas, it's in December, so everybody's schedule should accommodate even if you're a hunter. But this year, Alpha Munitions has stepped up and are putting an additional $5,000 on top of whatever prize money we put out there. Now, traditionally for the first place, we've always done $5,000. So... If we do five and five, that's... That's $10,000. $10,000. Yeah. Yep. Just in prize money. Carried the one, 10000 Right? Yeah. And that gets paid immediately. Yeah, so they can get like, the check. I usually have to write that. Yeah, they can write that, go deposit that check that night. That's pretty cool. Now, here, here's another kicker. WeBad, if you shoot the entire match with a WeBad bags, and only WeBad bags, they're going to give that top finisher another 1000 bucks. What? Another thousand dollars that's pretty good so our top place finisher has a potential as it sits right now to win a minimum of eleven thousand dollars fantastic right that math is right right eleven thousand uh, i'm running out of toes dude okay now that's only first place we're still giving out cash to second third fourth right fifth we can go fifth top young, young gun, gun top ladies. ladies and who knows i have been talking with you guys and some other people about a lot of other potential surprises that could be coming 
It is our goal to make sure that not only are our matches the best out there, but it's a community event and everybody has a great time. So it's an all around awesome event. And if everything comes through that we have planned, I think this is going to go down in history as probably the best championship to date. Hell yeah. Yeah, baby. What's last? Sponsorship news. Sponsorship news. Thank you, sponsors. So, again, second year in a row, Nikon has stepped up as our official title sponsor. Thank you very much, Nikon. Without the support of Nikon, uh, these videos, us traveling to these matches, the prize money, um, a lot of these things that you guys see and don't see would not take place. So Nikon being our official title sponsor, um, they are near and dear to our heart. Now over the past couple of months, Nikon has been pretty quiet. You know, I know that, that Jeremy and his team are working on a couple of great things that they're supposed to be re uh, announcing maybe sometime this year, but definitely at Shot, to Shot Show next year. Um, what I can announce is their release of the new Monarch Field Scope. So the Monarch Field Scope technically isn't new. What's new is about what's inside of it. So the Monarch Field Scope, right? Oh, uh-oh, right there. The Monarch Field Scope now comes with a eyepiece with an MRAD or MOA reticle. It now has a reticle in the eyepiece, so you can buy the complete package. It's around $1,700 retail, MSRP, or you can buy the uh, eyepiece only if you already have a corresponding field scope. Now, what's cool about this is for anybody who's been a spotter and trying to give corrections, now you have the same reticle in your field scope that you have in your FX1000. So it makes it very easy to communicate with your spotter shooter uh, team in order to make sure that you're getting uh, impacts on target with as little correction as possible. Excellent. So Nikon, great job. We just got this in. This is brand new. We can't wait to test this out and give you guys a full review. I'm in. I'm on board. You're on board, brother. All right, next up, McMillan Fiberglass Stocks. Let's talk about McMillan Fiberglass Stocks. Let's talk about the A10. The A10. That thing is bad to the bone. That thing is sexy. So the McMillan A10, uh, this is something that I recently just purchased from Brittany McMillan from McMillan. This is a limited edition run. This doesn't come in, in these colors standard. This is a special edition, but this thing is awesome. Ty, you shoot stocks more than I do. I haven't had the chance to shoot this yet. What do you think about it? Uh, I think that what they did is they took one of the oldest, best uh, stock companies in the country with a bunch of proven designs, and they mix-matched them all up for what may be the best stock made. There you go. Short and sweet. Something else about that A10. Uh, recently, we held the NRL 22 National Championships. We had two rifles donated by Voodoo, complete with A10 McMillan fiberglass stocks. They were matching stocks. One was blue, one was red. Beautiful. Beautiful in every way. Uh, first place was Paul Dallin. Paul Dallin was first place open. Paul Dallin took the red stock because Allison Zane, who is the top young gun, if you haven't heard this name, you're going to hear it a lot. Allison Zane was the top young gun and also third overall. Yes, she was. Wanted the blue McMillan A10, and Paul was such a stud. He took the red one so she could get the blue one. It matches his complexion better anyways. Yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> so not only are we talking about great colors and great options from McMillan, but McMillan also came out with an NRL green. So McMillan is now offering a NRL green pattern for 
some of their stock options or many of their stock options. Something that we'd like to talk about is McMillan has been extremely generous. They are offering NRL member promotions, 20% off a custom stock order uh, from the retail shop purchase. Contact Brittany at McMillanUSA.com for your special promo code. Thank you guys very much, McMillan. Excellent. All right. So next up, we have Thunderbeast Arms. Thunderbeast Arms is arguably one of the most generous sponsors in the shooting sports Far none, whether that's NRL, uh, Border Wars, the uh, Competition Dynamics Series, any of those uh, matches, they have been extremely generous to the precision rifle shooting sports for years. And obviously, Thunderbeast Arms is well known for their suppressors. Um, they don't have a whole bunch new going on on the suppressor side, but they have a ton of stuff in R&D that they will be announcing later this year, maybe at SHOT Show, maybe a little bit earlier, not quite sure, but Thunderbeast Arms does not like to hype something that's not proven. So we're gonna have to be patient and wait. One of those things that we've been waiting for for years with rumors going out there is the Thunderbeast Arms bipod. And we have one right here. So the Thunderbeast Arms bipod is the newest addition to Thunderbeast Arms. This is a phenomenal product. I've only had it for one match. I've gotten to play with it a little bit. I haven't been able to shoot a bunch with it. But the first thing that comes to mind, and this, the first thing you said, Ty, was how sturdy and stout it is. Yeah, no wiggle. No wiggle at all in anything. Everything is dead nuts, solid. Uh, very, very, very stout, sturdy, robust design. Yes. So this, uh, this particular... Bipod, uh, one of the couple of cool features or some of the cool features that I really like about it is spring-loaded legs. So it makes it quick to figure out what length you need it, right? And if you look here closely on the feet, these are quick detached feet. So if you want to add an extension that Thunderbeast Arms offers or if you want to add a spike to it, you can do either or. These are currently shipping, by the time this video comes out, the first round of orders, uh, and they are gonna to continue to ship throughout their full production. So take a look at the Thunderbeast Arms bipod if you haven't checked it out. We will have these at the future NRL matches for you guys to play with, and we have a couple for sale. Excellent. Next up, Vortex Optics. Vortex Optics has a couple new uh, products they'd like for us to talk about. Number one, Vortex HD 4000 range finding monocular is a new product. And then they got a new line of Razer ultra high density binoculars, an eight to 42, a 10 to 42, a 12 to 50, and an 18 by 56. That's, wow. That's pretty sexy, 18. I don't think I've ever seen binoculars above 15. I'm gonna have to check that out. Product release date is 6-27 of 19. So but they're available brand now. new product line that is available now. Thanks very much to Vortex. Vortex is the sponsor of all of our range officers. They've been very generous to the National Rifle League, have given every one of our range officers a beautiful yellow shirt that you'll probably never wear anywhere except for at a shooting match when you're a range officer and also a set of Razer binoculars to every single top RO at every single shoot. That's a, that's a pretty sweet kiss for coming out and generating, uh, donating your time for the weekend. It is, it's very generous. Thank you very much, Vortex. Much appreciated. I'd also like to briefly talk about the VIP warranty from Vortex. Once upon a time on a very windy day in Las Vegas, my uh, Razer um, uh, spotting scope blew over, no fault of Vortex, the thing, the thing broke, 
again, no fault of Vortex, called them up, said I was happy to pay for a replacement, shipped me out a brand new one within a week. Otherworldly product support. Thank you, Vortex. You guys are awesome. Truly appreciate the support and phenomenal products that you guys make. So next we're gonna talk about Coltac. Dustin from Coltac is one of the nicest guys that we have ever met. Uh, truly stand up, truly great guy, and they make a phenomenal product. So this year, NRL members, you guys got an awesome brass bag from the NRL, and all those brass bags were made by Coltac. These brass bags have been phenomenal. Everybody enjoys them. Um, we're gonna have this thrown over here by some of our producers, <laughs> Janae and Brittany. Uh, so you got your NRL brass bag, and these are phenomenal. Not only did they do our brass bags, they did our bags for the championship last year, and they're continuing to make awesome products for the NRL. Now, one of the best things that I like about Coltec is Dustin is not one of those guys that sits behind the desk and says, oh, this would be cool. He actually goes out. He actually shot the New Mexico match, goes out, shoots the matches, talks to the competitors, sees what's out there, sees what's working, and makes changes or comes up with something completely new. So, Coltac, my hat off to you. Uh, we truly appreciate the support, the ingenuity, the, the whole nine yards, everything that you guys are doing for the NRL. So, a couple of the new products from Coltac that you're gonna be seeing is their new Tricorn, which is an awesome bag we just got to try out here in New Mexico. Ton of great positive response from that. Um, I can't wait to try it out in a couple of the local matches, so that's gonna be a ton of fun, as well as a bunch of other great things coming from Coltac. Excellent. I love Dustin Coleman. He's a good friend. Uh, been a really good guy to the National Rifle League. Thank you, Dustin. He is a tier one stitcher. He is. That's one of his that's one of his uh that's one of his patches. It's one of his patches. I thought it was rad. All right, next up, XLR Industries. XLR has been fantastic to the National Rifle League since day one. Very generous company who's been given back to shooting sports for years. Uh, my love with XLR started uh, early on with uh, my, my best friend buying a rifle used that had an XLR chassis on it. Had a small blemish called up XLR, um, asked to, to how to remedy the problem, what, what he could do to fix it. And without sight unseen, uh, sent him a brand new chassis. That's just the kind wow. of people that XLR is. Um, after that, I, I immediately picked up uh, one of their elements way back in the day when they first came out because I was so impressed with the company. Uh, my wife, Janae, immediately take a, took a shine to that chassis. Um, has been an XLR fan since then. Uh, good company. Uh, really, really creative company who listens to their shooters, has a bunch of good shooters shooting for them. Uh, Jake Vibbert's been leading the XLR team with some top uh, seven top ten finishes this season. Uh, also, again, uh, Paul and Verl Dallin have been shooting uh, for XLR, been shooting very well. And, Carson and Rutherford. Carson Rutherford. Top young gun. Top young gun. Janae Frainer, second place lady. Yep. Stacked field right there. Some things that are coming out, they got the Element 3.0 that's going to start at a sub two pounds for a starting weight for a complete chassis, including a grip and butt stock. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, sub two pounds. I mean, now you can set up your, your hunting rifle um, to kind of mimic your, your, your precision rifle. You know, and at two pounds, you're, you're really getting away with a lot there. Um, 
Also, they, they got some uh, tunable steel weights for buff, buffer tubes. They got mercury recoil rods uh, for balance control, recoil stability, and a new vertical grip offering. So lots of good things coming out of XLR. Really appreciate that company. Really appreciate those guys. Um, those guys have been showing up and shooting matches, uh, having a good time. Happy to have them a part of our team. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So next, in this day of social media and content creation, one of our newest sponsors in the NRL and NRL 22 is PhoneScope. If you guys aren't familiar with PhoneScope, it's a device that you can attach to your scope, your binoculars, your monocular, your spotting scope, any optical device, and you can put a GoPro, you can put a phone, uh, actually attach to any uh, optical device, and you can attach your phone to it to record your impacts, your shooting, your hunt, your kill, whatever it is. So it's a really, really cool device. This year, they've come out with four different mo uh, new models, the Vision Pro, the Pick Rail, the uh, PBS 14 adaption, and the Gen 2 Scope Vision. So what's really cool about these is not only are they making one unit that's universal for everything, but they're really going out there and providing the best possible products for that application. So this night vision one, the PVS 14, was really cool because during Silent Night, we were able to test that out and get some really cool footage on that from our phone. Whereas if we didn't have that, you know, you would have been doing one of these weird type things and it just wouldn't make sense, it wouldn't look good. So now through the technology and the design of all of the PhoneScope products, uh, you're able to go out there and capture a ton of footage. And I know that they're out there looking for some brand ambassadors. Uh, in the hunting field, in the precision rifle field, so on and so forth. Uh, they're always looking for great content from the field. So if you guys are interested in helping out and you guys have a phone scope or want to get a part of that program, uh, make sure to give them a call, contact them, let them know that you're an NRL member. Next up, Benchmark Barrels. I have a long history with Benchmark Barrels. Uh, formerly had a little side business of selling Desert Tech Barrels, and I don't know how many barrels I've gone through from those guys. Uh, I think five years was something around 30 barrels per year is what I ordered from them. Uh, 150 barrels, a lot of those, uh, at least 10 or 12 I shot myself. Outstanding company. Here's a company that was that was rooted in rimfire, highly regarded as the best rimfire barrels in existence. Took that success over to centerfire and has been hugely successful. Uh, utilized by elite Palma, F-class shooters, uh, and Olympic athletes. With that know-how and with that success, they've, they've reinvested uh, a lot of money in the, in the latest, greatest technology to take their experience, to take their success, and continue into the future. Uh, I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but the guy who's currently in first place in the National Rifle League, Nick Gadarzi, shoots benchmark barrels. If so that's Jake Vibbert. Jake Vibbert's in fourth place and always a top-tier shooter. If these are not, not recipes for success, I don't know what it is. Some of the latest technologies that they got is the, the newest, most modern CNC machinery, uh, the, the newest uh, incorporated cryogenic stress relief, um, technology that combines extensive knowledge in barrel manufacturing and hands-on method. I mean, again, just, just looking forward to the future and becoming, uh, continuing to be the best barrel makers in the world. Also of note, they have t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, and PVC patches that are available to order. Additionally, correct me if I'm wrong, but Benchmark Barrels 
donated a complete rifle build to the NRL Rifle Loaner Program. Am I correct in that? 100% correct. Uh, I was talking with Bill about this program. He got wind of it through social media. And before we could even you know, ask him to do it, he said yes. He was all about it. So they built a complete rifle off of a Tika action, which is great because there's a lot of Tika shooters out there and we didn't have a Tika action uh, rifle for people to try out. Um, he's using a KRG Bravo stock, um, barrel, uh, bipod feet, the whole nine yards. They built, shipped that out, custom Cerakoted on it, the whole nine yards, and that is a rifle that is now currently available as part of the Lone Rifle Program. 6.5 Creedmoor, this rifle, he sent me groupings that they shot, and this rifle is shooting lights out. Just a good quality, generous company. Thank you very much, Benchmark Barrels. If you ever have any ordering needs, call Courtney Fleming. You would be surprised all the knowledge that young woman has in her head. Just give her an idea on what you want to build and she'll make it happen. Yes, thank you guys very much. Next, we're going to talk about a old but new company, MDT, Modular German Technologies, based out of Canada, offices here in the U.S. as well. Uh, this company has been around for a while, but they're now, this past year, got real serious and real heavy vested into the precision rifle community. MDT uh, announced their new ACC modular chassis system this year where you can add weights to it, you can uh, change the buttstock, you can change a bunch of different things to it, built-in ARCA, vertical foregrip, uh, tons and tons of different options for it. And this is very fast become one of those chassis of choice by several top shooters. Um, I think one of the biggest things about it is the ability to add weights, their system, to do that, where now you're starting to see some of those heavier rifles upwards of 20 pounds. Um, and that all kind of started with MDT and that trend. Now, not only has MDT gone out and, and redesigned a chassis system specifically for this market, but they went out there and they also came out with a new 6BR magazine in both 10 and 12 round. So this is huge because as far as we know right now, they are the only factory made magazine for the 6BR and 6BR type variant uh, rounds. So that's huge. Not only did they do that this year, but they went out and acquired Skypod. So Skypod, if you're not familiar with it, this is a phenomenal product, a new bipod. It is definitely on the higher end, but it's one of those pieces of equipment that you don't know you need it until you need it. And then when you need it, you're glad you have it. So go check it out. MDT doing phenomenal things. Oh, and we forgot to mention one other thing. MDT is our official side match sponsor, which means that if you ever come to an NRL match, Free of charge, you get to shoot one of their two rifles in a predetermined course of fire and have the opportunity to win a brand, uh, win a 50% off gift certificate for a new ACC chassis. So you get not only get to see these things, but you get to try it before you buy it. And the new, uh, the new actions, the new setup for this for the second half of the year is going to have Defiance Actions, another great sponsor, another great company. So you're going to be able to truly see how this rifle feels in a competition scenario. Excellent. Appreciate all the generosity from MDT. Appreciate Matt Hornback. Good guy. Yeah, hire, hire a good guy like Matt. Matt comes out and runs the side matches. He's always smiling. Thanks, Lieutenant. Thank you. 
Next up, JC Steel Targets. Uh, recently, I hosted the NRL 22 National Championship. That, uh, that match uh, used probably 90% of our, our targetry. It was all JC Steel Targets. They put out the NRL 22 official rimfire target package. Uh, we had zero target failures during the course of fire. Nice. Uh, that's excellent. We used uh, their J-hook technology off of their uh, the T-post stands. Worked excellent. Uh, second time I've run a match utilizing these this kind of targetry. Uh, it makes setting up a match uh, lickety-split clean, tear down lickety-split clean. It's just an extremely nice way to set up a match quick. Additionally, they have the new twist lock target hanger. It's a new generation of target hanger that utilizes T-posts. Um, I have not seen a video of that. New technology. I'm looking forward to checking it out. See JC Steel Targets for any of your targetry needs. Next up, we have US Optics. US Optics has always been near and dear to my heart. It's one of the first companies that we worked for uh, back when we started uh, Contingency X. So it's uh, a little bit of extended family to us. This is probably one of the most exciting things that I can't wait to get my hands on from US Optics is their announcement of a new scope. And the new scope is the TS20X. So this is a scope that is gonna retail around $1,400 MSRP. And what I like about this scope is it's a two and a half by 20 power optic. So you're getting a scope that you can see, you know, whether it's a target or a, a, a predator or a game that you're hunting, whatever it is, really close up with that two and a half power or really far out with that 20 power. Now that's attractive in and of itself and that lower price point because US Optics has always been a higher end scope company. They figured out a way to take that quality into a package that is affordable for a wider market. So that's great news. But what really, really excites me about this is they are claiming that this new optic is going to have a 10 yard parallax. 10 yard parallax. $1,400 US Optics, US Optics quality at two and a half by 20. That is huge. If this truly is a 10 yard parallax, this is going to change the game for the NRL 22 and it is going to blow up. So I am super excited to see this. We are told that we're gonna be able to get one to test out. We might have to find over who tested out first, you, me or Janae. <laughs> but, I'm super excited to, to take a look at this, and you guys should be too. Um, this I don't have an exact date of release for this yet, but I know it's coming. Uh, I know that they're working on the final test for it, so any day now, stay tuned, pay attention, and obviously as soon as it's released and available for sale, we are going to be making some announcements about that. Fantastic. Looking forward to that scope. Can't wait to see it. Uh, gonna be gonna be huge for NRL 22, just like you said. And NRL, I mean, yeah. two and a half twenty. Most of us don't go past fifteen power. Excellent. I, I shoot my entire match on fifteen power. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Howa. Howa has been a good sponsor of the NRL. We really appreciate Howa. Uh, a couple of years back in New Mexico, I was able to pick up one of their, uh, their one of their mini actions chambered in six five Grendel. Uh, that thing's pretty cool, man. I mean, uh, I, I think. You know, the, 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 there's always short actions. Everybody knows about that. But this is actually a shorter action for some of those littler cartridges like 223 Remington, 6.5 Grendel, uh, 762 by 39 Come on, man. That'd be pretty cool to have a Russian 30 cal that you're planking away with. Little, right. little truck monkey rifle with a 16-inch barrel and also a 300 blackout. Um, this little 6.5 Grendel is, is cool, man. I mean, it's like, 
it tips the scales with, with, a, with a pretty stout barrel on it at like five pounds. I put a Nikon FX1000 on it. It's a nasty little mountain rifle that I packed around with uh, last year. Unfortunately, I didn't see any deer. It's another story. But uh, really interesting things coming out of Howa. They also partnered with MDT, and they came out with a, uh, a chassis, the Oryx chassis, that's partnered with their Howa 1500, and the MSRP on this bad boy starts at 1059 bucks. You're talking about having a turnkey competitive rifle uh, in a chassis that accepts a magazine in 6 Creedmoor, 6.5 Creedmoor, 30, 308 Winchester, and 2024 and 26 inch barrels. Or you get a long action with, with 300 Win Mag. I mean, that's, that's turnkey to get in this sport and have something competitive tomorrow at $1,059 uh, MSRP. Additionally, uh, how is probably one of the only rifle manufacturers that I'm aware of that will exclusively sell their barreled actions. So you can buy a barreled action and couple that up with whatever stocker chassis that you, cho you choose. A lot of ingenuity, a lot of, lot of forward-thinking intelligence coming out of, of Howa. We're really thrilled to have them as a partner with the, with the National Rifle League. Yes, sir. And that pretty much wraps up our sponsors that, we're here, that we have some exciting mid-season report news to give to you guys. We have a ton of great sponsors. Uh, you can check them all out on the nationalriflelead.org website. And make sure you thank all of them because without the support from, I mean, I don't even know how many sponsors we have, more than I can count on fingers and toes that have just been truly supporting us from day one and, and more importantly, believe in our mission and what we're all about. And that's giving back and growing the precision rifle community. Absolutely. Hey, we appreciate you guys spending this little bit of time with us talking about the mid-season of the National Rifle League. We're looking forward to seeing you at one of our remaining six regular season matches and hopefully at the championship match. Until next time, be safe. Keep shooting, and we'll see you guys all at the range.